Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hello, loves. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our intimate details in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Chanel and the Circus. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much. Will you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get a little snapshot of who you are? Yeah. Um, hello, I'm Chanel. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm an all-around artist, so I love music, uh, making films films, painting, drawing, all that jazz. I love humans. I love getting to know how they tick and move. Um, I think that's why I like sex so much as well, because it's just like a really quick way to get to know somebody. Oh my God. I love that description. Mm. When did you start loving sex? Oh, ooh, 20. I, ha I lost my virginity at 20 and then I probably started loving it at 22. Mm. Took a while to like see what I liked, you know? Wow. Um, 
And before that, I was very Catholic and like guilt tripped. Really? Okay. Will you talk about your childhood? Yeah, let's go for let's it. Let's talk about your childhood. <laughs> Therapy. Um, so yeah, I, let's see. I specifically remember it hitting me sexually when I was like, um, you know, 12 and 13, getting my period. I'm on my period today, by the way. Ooh, so I feel I very like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very homey. Yeah. Um, so thanks for the tea. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, Ooh, I have a tingle. I don't know what to do with it, you know? Uh-huh. And then I like went into school and it was like, no sex before marriage, blah, blah, blah. And then I went into confirmation and this one guy was like, Hey, like, can we masturbate? And the teacher was like, no, no masturbation. And he was like, really? are you kidding? Like, that's impossible. And like, he laughed at all the guys in the class laughed, but like the girls in the class were like pretty quiet. Cause I feel like it was more, um, more expected for guys to masturbate, you know? Yeah. And like, I guess easier to do, um, just yeah. kind of like up and down. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I also feel like there is this like, uh, cultural, story that men have to come men have to they yeah. can't help themselves oh, they have to have sex but women of course they are not them you yeah. know so I feel like it's like an extension of that Start oh totally out. totally yeah. um so they laughed at it but I was like oh I'm gonna be like the best person I could be like I'm not gonna <laughs> masturbate so I didn't masturbate until I was like 18 at all at all whoa I know Oh um, my God. Yeah. I've had this obsession when, like when I was a child until, until my teens of just being like the best human yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it was, I've always been like that. Like mm. since I could remember, um, I remember being like five years old and thinking, what am I going to do? Like, oh, I want to be a painter, but I probably won't make enough money to like be able to change the world. So maybe I should be a lawyer. Like, oh my, at like five. I had a very similar, <laughs> I had a very similar thing. Like really? I, I always wanted to be an actor and a creative person. Like I wanted mm. every creative thing, but I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to help the world enough if I do that. Right. Like I have to, I have to help the world. And there was like a period of time where I really thought I had to be president. Mm. Like, like that was Dude, what, same. Yeah, Cause people would be like, you're so smart. You're so good. And I'd be like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. You're right. Uh-huh. Big burden. Got to change the world. Big so. burden. Got to change the but world. I still actually do want to change the world. So I mean, but now I'm too. trying to change it with sex. But we do like, yeah. I feel like we do change the world. Like this podcast is changing the world. I like so. I see it when I do my gigs, I see the audience members like changing their yeah. perceptions and becoming more open and stuff, yeah. you know? So it's it's the little things in life. Of Amazing. course, when you're a kid, you're like, ah, oh, everything is structured and like yes or no, black and white. Well, not, maybe not everyone, but like us tourists, uh, so- like, <laughs> like there's that like sol- solid, you know, like oh steadiness. yeah, I guess so. That's true. <laughs> I just feel like there's not like you haven't taken in enough information to know all of the gray areas, yeah. you know, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I still don't. I'm still like oh, this is this way. And then I have to remind myself that it's gradients of gray and that it's going to change tomorrow. (laughs) So what were, what helped you start, uh, Yes. Deciding okay. not to be the best girl. Or I hate that phrasing. Why yeah. did I say that? Coming back yeah. to it. How did you discover these shades of gray, shall we say? So, okay. So then I was like 16 or 17. And mm. I remember specifically like my grandpa died and I was at um, music camp in the wilderness mm. um, at Interlochen in Michigan, if anyone's been. Oh my God. Do you know Heidi Rose Robbins? 
No. She okay. So she's the astrologer slash poet that I work with, and she used to teach at Interlock. Stop. And I accidentally uploaded this because I do her podcast as well, and that's why I paint all these circles. And oh. I accidentally uploaded her podcast this week to this. So everyone, so the Gemini podcast <laughs> was like on the sex stories thing. I was like, oops, sorry guys. Uh-huh. Uh, that's amazing. Wow. Interlocking is amazing. Yeah, I've heard um, great things about it. I wish I, I wish yeah, I had known it existed. I felt really like spiritually connected to it, and. Yeah, so they told me my grandpa died like while I was at oh, camp man. and I couldn't go home for the funeral. And so <gasps> I went to the lake instead and I just like kind of like cried at the lake and then yeah. I like felt him, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, I feel God or whatever that is so much more here at like this lake mm. than I do in church. And then it was like never the same. Like I went back home and I just couldn't feel anything in that. And so then I started to really delve into it. And we started learning about world religions in school. And so I was suddenly like super into trying out all the different religions. So like, really? <laughs> yeah, so I got into like Hinduism and Buddhism and Judaism and stuff like that. Um, all at like months at a time oh and just gosh. like tried to follow what they were teaching. Did, did that have an effect on your like? It had an effect being? on my psyche for yeah. sure. I oh, was yeah. like. Um, cause I had a really bad high school experience. Like I was really bullied. Oh. Um, I think mainly cause of jealousy, cause I've been given a lot of gifts, which mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I really like to share them, mm-hmm. but I think to people at that age or, um, in those smaller schools, it seems like more boasting than sharing yes. type of deal. Um, and I was also super, super nice. So I just like let people walk all over me, which now I'm like boundaries. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it's cool because I've like made peace with most of those people Mm. now and they like come to my shows and it's really, really nice. Yeah. Full circle. Um, But oh, oh yeah. So I like got really into meditation, but I was doing it all myself and I think I did it the wrong way. And I ended up like leaving my body and like leaving my surroundings instead of getting more into the present moment. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting really sick, like physically. Um, Cause I was just like, I don't care about this physical earth. Like this physical realm is not cool for me. Like I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. not having a good time here, you know? And um, yeah. So I just like fall into my mind instead and like my spiritual realms, whatever. Um, yeah. And I think some like negative stuff got in during that cause I was so open and I'm like very sensitive. Mm. Um, yeah. But then I got this really bad virus, I guess. Okay. Let's talk about that later. Cause that's a whole other thing, Okay, but we'll start on this. We'll keep on the sex things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then around that time I started realizing like, okay, I'm definitely not religious or Catholic. And, um, at like 18, I left to go to England to go to music school in Liverpool. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fucking cool. Oh my God. It's the best. It's my favorite city in the world still. And it still feels like home because I like found myself and my sexuality. Do you do a Liverpool accent? (laughs) It's like very specific. Proper scouses from Liverpool. (laughs) 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 Fucking chicken. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's where you discovered your sexuality. Yeah, it was beautiful. I I got there and I remember I was um and like friendships, like people weren't jealous or weird anymore. Yeah. They were just like, oh hey, you're really cool and I'm really cool and let's have a fun time and be friends and make music. And yeah. it was I was just like so filled with this new love. I was like, wow, anything is possible, you know? Mm. I know it was it was so sweet. Um 
so yeah so I remember we were in this circle and it was like mainly um theater actors and everyone was like oh like how many times have you masturbated today how many times like do you masturbate each day and like some of the people are saying like seven times oh, or like wow. three times and stuff and I was like I, I never have and I felt really ashamed and like embarrassed by oh that oh my god okay I just want to point out this fucking double-edged sword that I feel like comes up over and over again because mm. there, we get shamed for sex in certain circles, in certain places, at certain points in our uh -huh. life. And then we are also shamed later in life for not sex. Mm. And so it's this weird, like, wow. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that, for me, it's come up a lot. Because when I was younger, there was shame around mm. like sex. And then it was like, oh, I'm not having it. I feel bad. So mm. I just, I'm pointing that out. That's such a good observation. It's true. Um, well, yeah, because now I'm super sexually open and I have sex, like, all the time. Yeah. And I think I do meet people that don't. And I yeah. could, like, see that they're, like, a little ashamed or don't want to talk about it. And I'm just like, no, it's totally cool. You know, they expect that because I'm so into it that I would expect them to be into it too. I think totally human condition. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started like playing with like the shower head and like mm. seeing how that felt. Was that your and first exploration? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like too scared to touch myself with my hand. Do you remember why? Um, I felt embarrassed mm. and I felt like I would be doing it wrong and like, it wasn't giving me enough of a reaction for me to just like go for it. Cause I didn't know what I was doing, I guess, yeah. but I didn't like feel confident or comfortable enough to like really you know, go for that beginners kind of thing. You have to be pretty fearless, I think, to start mm. things um, and to continue after the first failures. <laughs> um, but also I, I didn't really feel that much because I had shut down my brain for so many years yeah. that my brain body connection was not, it was not happening. Um, so I think I needed something like way more intense, like a really <laughs> like, like, really pressurized water to yeah. actually feel anything at all. Was it one of those like massager shower heads that shoots out the yeah. three pulses? Yeah. That, <laughs> you can like angle it. Yeah, definitely. Because the was, ones that are all just like, <laughs> like they're not. Oh no, there was like useless. several settings, yeah, you know, great, and I was great. like, which one is this? And this is too much. And da, da, da. Yeah. Um, so that was a very gradual thing. And then um, I remember watching this movie, The Secretary. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? The BDSM like, yeah. with Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I watched that in high school with my best friend, Lauren. And I remember just being so confused because Ooh. I didn't know what was happening. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't. I did not like 14 year old me just like didn't understand the concept. Mm. Like it made no sense to me. I was like, why is she, why is she do, why is she eating what he tells her to eat? I right. don't get it. Right. Like I just didn't get it. I didn't know there was a thing there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious for me to just reflect upon in this moment. I haven't thought about that in years. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a great film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I love the ending too. I don't remember what happens at the end. Um, well, I think they get married or something, okay. but uh, he's just like, like taking care of her and like giving her baths and showers and like laying her down in this bed, like surrounded by vines and beautiful flowers and oh things. Oh my God, I need and to rewatch it. Yeah. It's a really nice like aftercare end to it. Are you a kinky but, individual? Sorry, well, I'm, I'm jumping not, ahead. But actually, okay, okay. Um, to, okay. yeah, that's, I do want to talk about okay, that but too. Keep us, <laughs> but keep telling us your early so explanations. Content. So content. Wait, first, was your first orgasm shower related or did that come later? Oh no, that like came later. Okay. So okay. yeah, it took me a really long time to orgasm. Mm -hmm. Um, and for a long time I thought that I never would. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I would never enjoy sex or sexuality mm -hmm. at all. 
And I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it, you yes. know. Yes. Um, I was just like trying to do it on my own. And of course, when you're like trying so hard and stressed out, like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to just say out loud, I ask about orgasms not to put them on a pedestal, but mm. just for, for informational purposes so that our listeners can be like, oh, other people have or haven't or whatever. Like it's, not, it. it's not me being like, did you finish? Like, did you, <laughs> did, you, did you come already? Did you come yet? Did you do it? So I just want to call that out. Yeah, okay. man. Like a minute ago. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah. So that film, like I was watching it, it made me really horny and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm horny. Like, this is what this feels like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like went to the shower and I was like, yeah. And, um, I was like, good. I've gotten past like another little step. Yeah. Um, and then about, let's see, like a year and a half later, I, uh, I had sex. And before that, like I had let a couple guys finger me and it was like more for them than for me, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But I was like pretending to like it, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really go very far with anyone. And they were all such gentlemen and like so sweet. Good. And um, very like, we could just kiss. Like, I just think you're amazing. And like those <laughs> Brits, man, the Brits are the best. <laughs> um, That's interesting. So they weren't. Because my sense, and just based on the few British dudes that I know, is that they are a little bit repressed or they're not necessarily like they're sometimes too gentlemanly, in my opinion. Oh, or like, I'm well, like, the other, on, I me. mean, the other part of that is that it's also the best sex I've ever had. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, Good. Yeah. That we have that in store for us. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. So I surrounded myself by very sexually active individuals because I wanted to learn from my friends. Consciously or do you think you just Consciously. like, okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I was Great. like, this girl, like she <laughs> teaches a BDSM class. She does pole dancing. She does burlesque. She's yeah. like very sexually open. She's naked all the time. And she became my best friend. And then we created a circus together. And oh, it was like so the sweetest where story. where circus came from. Yeah. Um, her name is Eve Howlett. And it's so funny that her name's Eve and she's like this naked sex yes. goddess, you I know? You read my mind. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And um, so the second time we met, we did like a naked glitter photo shoot together and it was just like love. How did you get the glitter? Yeah, let's do it. How'd you get the glitter to stick? Um, it just stuck to our bodies, like our body oils, but okay. I feel like Probably if you just put lotion on and then just okay. sprinkle it, just you know, it was just craft glitter, like okay. from, from Hobby Amazing. Lobby or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then we came home and like me and her and the photographer, like all slept and cuddled in my bed and like, it was all like naked. It was very sweet and cute. And I just remember him like trying to like finger me, but I had like a pad in, in my period. Oh. And so I like, couldn't really feel what he was doing that much. <laughs> but like, I also <laughs> didn't want to tell him that I was on my period. Cause I was like, this is a nice moment. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Because I have one of those like jumbo yes. night pads, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. Totally. And also now I'm on the Diva Cup and it's yep. the best thing ever. I got a combination Diva Cup. Well, I guess I technically have a Luna Cup. That's the brand. Oh. Uh, which is the same thing. Same thing. And I also do have th- some Thinks panties that I wear at nighttime. Oh, so that lovely. I don't have to always be That's up. what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I highly recommend. I will. Yeah. Yeah, sponsor. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so the three of you were sleeping. So the three of you were sleeping, like sleep sleeping in the mm-hmm. same bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like nothing really happened, just some making out and like mm-hmm. little touching. It was cute. Then I, by this point, I was like getting more comfortable with sexuality and like hitting on people and stuff. And I went up to this guy in the club and I was just like, hey, I like your glasses. Or was it? 
hey, I like your hair. And then I touched his hair. Like that was my, that was my little line that I used. I mean, that is a full on move. Breaking the touch barrier, like getting in there, compliment. Um, So he came home with me and then we had (laughs) sex and it was just like really great and really easy and really sweet. And he was just the sweetest person ever. And um, then in the morning he went down on me and I had an orgasm. Oh my God. What? I know. Was that your first orgasm? Yeah. From him going down on you. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. That's such a huge mental flip. Yeah. And I was like, also at the time I was, I didn't know what was happening. Like my mouth was contorting and my hands were kind of contorting. And I was like, what is going on? And like, I was like, I hope he doesn't like look at my face right now. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. And I didn't even realize that it was an orgasm until after. And, um, yeah, and he was super sweet. He went home and then we started dating and we actually became like boyfriend, girlfriend oh my gosh. for a couple months. And then he told me that was his first time too. And I was what? like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was That's really sweet. magical. But the weird thing is after that night, I never had another orgasm with him. It was just like that first time. Oh, um, I had that from my first, uh, it wasn't my first orgasm ever, but the first time a dude went down on me, I, mm-hmm. was, I was 17 and was this the first time? It may not be. I may be lying about it being the first time. One of the first times. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because timelines my brain. I definitely came from him going down on me. And then I did not come from anyone going down on me until like two years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was a mental block. Like I think I, wow. once I realized, cause then I was just like, like, wow. like there was some, I don't know, partner thing that happened in my brain. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Wait, so did you come with him in other ways? Nope. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was so sad because he was like the sweetest guy ever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I felt so bad, which I shouldn't have felt bad no, about. But, but, you know, mm-hmm. young and naive. No. It is funny because I had that same feeling of like, oh, it's my fault. I'm not orgasming and also not communicating about it. And also I don't know what to do. And I had all these like shame feelings mm. around it. I remember with my with my first boyfriend, I didn't come very often, but I... It's not like I faked it with him. It was just sort of like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't know. Because I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to talk about mm-hmm. it. Like I didn't know how to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And I still enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, yes, I, like, exactly. I enjoyed yeah. the closeness yeah. and I was like, it like this is good, good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really know anything better. That was how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was sweet. And then I broke up with him because uh, I don't know. I felt like I learned everything I needed to learn from him. Mm-hmm. And we had just come to a bit of a standstill. Yeah. Um, and then, then I just started sleeping with everyone and it was like the best thing ever. Did you use protection? I did. Okay, cool. And, um, everyone was so kind and sweet and lovely. And, um, and I started to like notice what I liked, you know, Mm. and I started to be more comfortable with myself because I actually get shy and weird when I'm just in one space or like Mm -hmm. with one person. Mm -hmm. But when I'm with like a ton of different people or I'm in like a crowded room or something, I'm like, I get really extroverted and excited. That's awesome. Sexually or is that in general? In general. Oh, really? So the more people I experienced, like the better I felt because I had more things to like, more perception, I guess, Mm -hmm. more things to draw from. Um, And yeah, so I started getting comfortable with like talking out loud during sex and, um, and like, just like pushing people down. (laughs) Like if I I would be like, I'm not pushing them, but like, yeah, like suggesting, suggesting. yeah, exactly. Which they're very happy to do. Um, and I started 
like accepting the fact that I was into women. Oh yeah. I was going to say, so yeah. Do you, you like men and women? I do like men and women awesome. and everything in between. And everything in between. <laughs> Me too. Okay, great. That, that's actually also how I phrase it. Oh, uh, good. And I'm non-binary personally. Okay. Um, what pronouns do you use? They, them. Okay, cool. Which I've come to this year. So that's exciting. Congrats. Um, thank you. Or is that the right, what should I say? Yeah, I mean, I congrats think is I think great. Fantastic. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's been a time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think after a year and a bit, I was just like really in my stride. I think I'd slept with like 30 people or something. And um, I just loved sex. And mm. I would I would come really easily through Amazing. from like anyone, like on a first time, um, just because I... I knew my body and I knew myself really well. Like it wasn't about them. It okay. Was about I'd like me. to hear a little bit about your body. That yeah. You got to know. What are the things that make you come? Well, it's connection always. And it's, it's me being connected with myself, like mentally and physically in my body mm-hmm. and the, and like aware of all of my sensations and then being open to someone like coming into my space. Mm. Um, and I'm a very trusting person, luckily. So like, I guess, because I had a really good experience growing up with Same. my family and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm able to open up to, like, anyone and um, really connect to them. And I think that's what does it. Because anytime that I'm not feeling connected to someone or they're not opening up, that's when the sex isn't very good. Like, my body shuts down. Yeah, it's not it's even like, really nope. about physical stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, energy is physical. Yeah. But in the way that it's, like, body touching. Totally. Um, I think that's probably... Why I'm not necessarily into kinky things either, because it's not about any of that for me. Like, like it could be fun, but it's not about what we're doing. It's Mm -hmm. just about who I'm with and Mm -hmm. how open they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I haven't felt the need to go into any of that. Um, But also, if they're into it, like I'd be down. Like I'm very open. Yeah. You know. Totally. Um. That being said, I do like the contrast of pain and pleasure. Yeah. Oh, um, you do? Yeah, because, like, I guess that's kinky. I don't know. It's a little kinky. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the definition. <laughs> and, like, whatever. But what kind of pain do you like? Like, how do you experience? Um, I like some choking and mm-hmm. some slapping. Mm-hmm. And um, I love being held down because mm-hmm. I guess this is mental. Yeah. I love being held down because of the lack of control because I'm so in control in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, I like to be in control of the not being in control, you know? Well, that's, I, that's, that's the important part that a lot of people don't necessarily know is that right. the submissive at the end of the day is the one in control. Totally. And totally. so that's why I'm just like, yes, please tie me down. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, that being said, like, I don't like using props or okay. being tied down because I like to feel the person doing Mm -hmm. that themselves to me. So Mm -hmm. like, I like if they can hold me down at the same time, you know, have you ever been in a multi-partnered situation? Is that something you're into? Oh yeah. I love group sex. Would you be into like, what if like one partner is holding your arms and one partner is holding your feet and then the other two are like doing other, I just made it for people. (laughs) I know I would like that too. Yeah, (laughs) I actually, I got this tattoo, Jouet. After my first oh, foursome, play. which means oh, to play, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, it was so fun. It was like after a wedding and we all just went home together and slept together and like had sex together. And it was Gorgeous. two guys and two girls. And um, it was so fun. And then the next day we like went out and had food and like 
I got this tattoo and uh, it was really can you, cute. Can you tell us the detail? Like, where were you? What was the situation? How did what led it? Was up to it was in Liverpool. Okay. And um, I had this thing going on with this guy, Matthew. <laughs> and I've written so many songs about him. And like, he's so, so cool about it, you know, because we're friends. Yeah. But one of them was like called Fuck You, Matthew. And it was really <laughs> happy. It was like, Fuck you, Matthew. You didn't call. I can promise to, you know, very cute. And uh, he was. We're going to say this video. again at the end, but where do we find your music? <laughs> oh, yeah. Chanel and the Circus. I'm Great. on Spotify, YouTube, make a ton of weird music videos. We're going to say it again, Apple but music. I just like to say it as many times as possible so that people get in their Thank brains. Thank you so much. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm so excited to listen. Yay. Um, so him and I had this thing going for a few years and we made a lot of music together and stuff, but awesome. it was his best friend's wedding. And so he was there and like him and I ended up like dancing and blah, blah, blah. And then his other best friend I had actually slept with before, but like it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And um, he was in my band too. It was all very incestuous in Liverpool. I want to ask a question about that. We'll yes. keep going and then I'll ask about it. Okay. So um, him and his best friend Webb uh, also came back with us and he had a girlfriend at the time who also came back with us and she was really attracted to me. And I was like, all right. And so then, yeah, we all came back to his house and like, first it was us three. Like we were all making out without Matthew cause he was a little more shy. And then oh. I like went downstairs and I like started kissing Matthew and like, I was already naked. And then I like took his shirt off and stuff. And then he was like, okay. <laughs> and then I like led him upstairs and then he got all like into it and excited. And um, yeah. And we all just like, I think switched positions a lot. And then at one point, um, at one point the girl got really like jealous mm -hmm. of me oh. and her boyfriend at the time. Oh. And, um, oh. and so we all stopped and we okay. all talked about it. And then, uh, then I went down on her and mm -hmm. then she was like really happy. Will you tell us a little bit? That's amazing. Yeah. And will you tell us what, that conversation was like, are you okay with cats? Yeah, okay. I love cats. Okay. Um, I love animals. So, yeah, she, well, like, I could tell that she was withdrawn. Mm -hmm. And um, and she, I think, made, like, kind of a passive-aggressive comment to her boyfriend at the time. And so he was like, what, what? And then I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? And then she's like, you know, I just see you with Chanel and da, da, da. like, you look like you're really enjoying it. And he's like, well, yes. you look like you're enjoying it with Matt. You know yeah. what I mean? And, um, she's like, I guess, but like, she was just feeling insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we just all told her like how, how beautiful she was and amazing. And, um, how we all just, how I said how much I feel like friendly towards them yeah. and have always had this like romantic relationship with the other guy yeah. and stuff like that. But we're all we're all good and we like see your love and then he like her boyfriend was like very loving towards her and then all three of us just started like paying her so much attention and like kissing her and all this stuff and she was like into it and then um and then I went down on her at that point mm. and then it, yeah it was sweet I love that story because I think it is so important to talk about things totally obviously i think that and in the I, moment too the moment, you yes. know like, people are like i don't want to ruin up. the vibe but it's like ruin I, it what and I love then fix about, it yeah yeah <laughs> totally. you can you can you can fix a vibe if it's ruined but you can't actually come back from something that's already spiraling into disaster if completely. you don't talk about it completely and i also love in your story that you noticed 
mm. that she was withdrawn because mm. I think that it is hard sometimes. And I think when you have that connection with people like you're talking mm. about, then you can tune in and be like, hey, do we need to talk? And it gives that opening. So mm. I just fucking love that. Yay. And it goes so good with my question, which I want to ask a little bit about for those listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with what it feels like internally to sleep with friends or people in your sphere. Oh, yeah. or Will you just talk a little bit about what that feels like mm. in your body or your mm-hmm. heart or your mind? And it sounds like also you maybe stay friends with your lovers. Mm-hmm. I do. I feel like sex for me is a strong connection. And when I have friends or people I care about, I would just want to connect to them to the yeah. fullest degree. And I want to really know them. Mm-hmm. And if they're the types of people that feel that way as well, then um, it just ends up happening in like a really beautiful way. And um, it's fun, you know, it's it's kind of comical in a way. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're doing this thing that's this like- This funny thing with our bodies. That, yeah, this funny thing with our bodies. And like, I'm making you react and you're making yeah. me react and we're playing, we're yeah. playing, you know, yes. that's what it is. That's what, yes, that's your jouet. <laughs> jouet, yeah. And afterwards we have this beautiful little like moment and memory that we can hold on to and story that we can tell. Yeah. And we're that much closer to each other. Um, but it's not romantic because we're friends yeah. and, um, we didn't go into it with that intention. Yeah. And so the result is not that, you know, because of the intention, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun. Um, my, my friend Eve, who I run the circus with, like every time I go back and visit England, we always have sex, you know, it's just like sweet. I love that. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I always also sleep with her and like her boyfriend at the time. Awesome. Yeah. It's really nice. That's so fucking beautiful. I'm getting like happy tingles. Yeah. And I also want to say that I think England is more relaxed Mm -hmm. because they, uh, revolted from the church like mm-hmm. so long ago mm-hmm. in their history that they're just like nope <laughs> yeah. not about it like they don't have guilt in their in their culture in that way I don't think yeah I haven't noticed anyway um like they do have the whole gentlemanly reserved thing mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to seep into their sex life thank um, god yeah um it's uh, yeah I think it's it's sweet <laughs> fuck yeah it's really nice Will you just tell me a few of your like favorite things? So being choked, being held down, but like in your body, like what are some favorite ways for people to play with your body or for you to play with your own body? Yeah. Um, I also want to say like this other group sex experience I had. Yes, please. was the first time that someone really like hit me really hard, like on my ass, which was great, but also like surprising a bit. It was not discussed beforehand. It was kind of discussed in the sex a little bit before. Um, Yeah, it wasn't like a previous conversation, but it was like, is it okay if I do this like during the sex? Uh And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, So she was a dominatrix like Mm. by trade. And uh, it was after one of my circuses in this warehouse that I was living in in London. (laughs) Everything about that sentence. Right? (laughs) When's your next show? Can I go? Yeah. (laughs) 
It is June 6th at Great. Akbar. Where is that? Um, it's on Sunset Boulevard in Silver Lake. How do you spell Akbar? A-K-B-A-R. June 6th. What mm-hmm. time? June 6th at 9 p.m. Great. Doors are at 8.30. <laughs> Tickets online. Great. Yeah. And it's a show. We love to showcase like non-binary performers and female performers in the queer scene. Fuck um, just because I personally feel like there's a lot more gay male uh, performance opportunities. Mm. And so I tried to like open that gap, you know? I love that. Yeah. And it's a really fun time. Everyone is welcome. (laughs) And what I love most about it is there's so many people that have never been to anything like that before, cabaret shows before that I invite from like the music scene, which um, is not very performance arty. And so you have a lot of like first timers that are just like, wow, that woman is taking her clothes off, like in this weird character, fun way, you know, and we're supposed to like hoot and holler and like this person is sticking a sword down their throat, you know? Oh my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. So I walked into my room and there was like four people on my bed, like having sex. They're my friends. And I was like, oh, and they're like, Chanel, come in, join us. And I was like, okay. And so I like dove right in and um, they started like kissing me and touching me and all these things. And I was like going down on this girl and then um, that I was like sucking this other girl's nipple. And I think that was the dominatrix girl. And then she, yeah, she was like, oh, can I like hit you there? And I was like, yeah. And so she started and like every time it got harder and harder and harder. And I just remember this like flood of um, like endorphins and nerves, mm-hmm. like on the fifth time. Yeah. And it was like a bit much. And I like, kind of like went like this and then she like stopped and uh-huh. she like, you know, soothed me Check a bit. It. And, yeah. um, and everyone like kept kissing me and it was great, but it was crazy. I was like, wow, that was such a feeling, you know? Um, and not necessarily one that I really wanted to do again, mm. but I was glad that I had that experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was sweet. And then I like, and like people accidentally walked in, like the other bandmates accidentally walked in, like, oh, okay. And then we're like, come on in. And they like closed the door and like went back to the party. It was cute. Um, but yes, things I like. Okay. I love, um, I love being bitten on my neck. Mm. And lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises, and the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. 
Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. How hard. Like... I would say out of 10, like seven. Does, that, does a seven leave a mark? Like, yeah, it does. Like the next day? It does. Okay. Which I'm totally cool with. Cool. I got, you know, I got nothing to add. Great. <laughs> I don't have an office job. Oh, I'm just asking for reference. I'm just yeah, like, like, totally. Like, because it's like, there are marks that like stay for the evening and then the ones that last right. for the next day. And, right. Uh, okay. I kind of like having one that lasts. I'm like, oh, that was such a nice time. I do too, actually. Yeah. Um, I've been a little more, well, I haven't been having sex as much lately because I have been, I don't know. Why don't I say this? I haven't, I, excuse me. <laughs> I haven't been having sex as much lately and I do love having little, like, I was going to say to go, to go spots, but that's not the right, what is it? Like little memento? Like love a memento? Marks, yeah. <laughs> and because there's something about just like looking at it the next day and just mm, like remembering that happened. That happened. Mm-hmm. But also because I am so publicly nude mm. and I'm not trying to be publicly nude in an explicitly kinky way because mm-hmm. it, because I don't I'm not trying to alienate people I'm trying to like welcome people totally. into their bodies and I feel like if I were to have all of the bruises all the time like if I got a job and needed to be naked that'd be a problem mm, <laughs> I like it too <laughs> uh here's what I want to ask do you like nipple things oh I love nipple things what kind of nipple things do you like um sucking a little nibbling nibbling mm-hmm. at the nip um <laughs> nipply nip nibble I don't like when people like play with them with their hands or their oh. fingers why uh I don't know it just doesn't do anything for me what about sucking really hard like is how oh, sensitive I'm super are your into it okay. yeah I like like flicking it with your tongue mm. too that's fine yeah uh, and it's, yeah, it's a great time. My whole body, I love when people touch or lick or kiss yes, or bite same. my entire body. I think that must be a Taurus thing. Yeah, because like, we're so sensual. I'm very sensual, but sometimes certain types of licks on certain days my body like cannot handle. Like what? Uh, how do I describe it? Most of the time, I think it's actually like a really mental emotional thing because most of the time like when I'm feeling good and turned on I love getting my neck licked I love even some ear licking but if I am not properly turned on and someone tries to lick my ear I will freak out oh I agree do you know does that make sense I agree completely it really is about like am I in the turned on spot Mm. and and or is the I think it is connection related, especially too. if they like stick their tongue in your ear. Yes, because that's like an orifice. Sometimes I really like that if I'm in the height of being. No, that's what on. I mean. Yeah. Like, because it's yeah. so sensitive and yeah. it's so personal, and so it's like it has to get. Mm-hmm. It's, it kind of actually does remind me of how sensitive my clitoris is because at mm. first, if you were to just like go in and be like, I'd mm-hmm. be like, "Fuck you," and I'd probably slap the person. Like, uh-huh. you know, if if I got that direct uh-huh. stimulation. But if I'm really, really, really turned on, mm. then you can do some things pretty hard to me and I'll be like loving it. So totally. Yeah. It's, yeah. You have to build it up. Yeah. I agree. I think a lot of people feel that way I think that so. I've had sex with anyway. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, when you are having sex with other people, what do you get very excited by? 
Oh, I also want to say real quick oh, that yeah, I don't know why, but lately a lot of people have been wanting to lick my armpits and I don't know why. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? Not really. I mean, like, it's whatever. That's how I feel too. I'm like, you can. <laughs> you you can. Maybe it's because like I've been wearing essential oils lately. I, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. I've only been with one partner that was like into armpits specifically. Really? Yeah. He hmm. was very, very. I've only them. been into one person that was into foots feet mm, <laughs> yeah. feet specifically yeah and it was fun and like I actually really liked getting my toes sucked it felt good yeah. there's lots of nerves down there I was the same it, my toes are the same way with the licking like if I'm mm. in the, if I'm in the mood if we're doing the things but if it's if it's immediate and out of nowhere I'm sort of ticklish ah uh, but if I'm very turned on then uh-huh. it's a very hot like uh-huh. I'm like yeah go worship my feet sure uh-huh. <laughs> why not <laughs> do your thing yeah and I actually gave him like a foot job which was yes. funny for Ooh, me talk about that it was in a car outside a club, <laughs> Sassafras in Hollywood. And like we had had sex in the bathroom, kind of. And then we're like, let's go to your Wait, car. Wait, what do you mean kind of? Will you tell the full story, uh, yeah. please? <laughs> also, did you just meet him? Was he a friend? Yeah, did I you just know met him? him. Okay. So sexy. Just yeah. like dancing with me. And I wasn't wearing that many clothes because it was a like a lingerie birthday party mm. of someone I did not know. And I just like went in there anyway and just like took off some clothes. And I was like, I'm part of the party. Wait, <laughs> you're allowed to do that at a sassafras? Yeah, I think they rented it out. Amazing. Private event. And I just like sneaked in. Amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, this guy and I were dancing and it was fun. And then... And I remember specifically feeling like, ooh, because he was so hot. And throughout the entire night, everyone was like looking at my friends and not looking at me, you know. And I was like, oh, this sexy man wants me. Um, Nice. But yeah, we were making out and stuff. And then we went into the bathroom and um, and like I bent over and then he like came into me and uh, we did that for like five minutes or Wait, something. Wait, where did you bend over? Like on the sink, on the wall? On the wall. On the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, like leaning mm-hmm. against the wall. Like okay. leaning against the did wall. Do you guys have protection? Do you talk yeah, about okay. yeah. I was like... Do you just have it with you? I have it that? in my wallet. Great. All the time. I realized because I've been sleeping with a partner who has a vasectomy and we are fluid bonded. I realized recently I don't have condoms. Wow. At all. That's wild. So I need to go to CVS and like get some fucking condoms. Do it. They're unfortunately expensive. But. I know. Maybe I should try to get a condom sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I should. Okay. I got so many free condoms from the NHS when I lived in England. Oh, that's awesome. It was yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, so you were bent over against yeah, the wall and then in I was the bathroom. Like, this isn't totally working because he was like a little freaked out of people coming in. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's go somewhere else. And so we went into... Yeah, into his car, which is like parked around the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were making out. And then he was like, oh, I really love like feet things. And like, can you do something with your feet? And so, and he was like licking my feet and stuff. And then I was like, all right, like, let me try this. I'll try anything twice. Yeah. And so I, um, yeah, so I gave him like a foot job, which I was laughing at the beginning because I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Yeah. And uh, how did you do it? Was it like, is it like feet like, together I just like put and it my goes feet through? together, okay. kind of That's crossed what I've done. a little bit. Oh, crossed. Yeah. And I just, yeah, went I've up and down. And luckily, I have like very strong leg muscles. So I was able to. Like well, logistically, were you both in the back seat? Were you in the we front seat? We were in the seat front seat. And I was, oops, yeah. I was like sideways, just like 
you know, over the little yeah, thing the in the hump, middle. The hump thing. And he was in the other. <laughs> yeah. That's so and funny. I, I don't know. I can't, it worked. Cool. I, I did it for like five minutes. And that's then I was awesome. like, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's those are muscles that you haven't yeah. necessarily worked out. And then we just made out a little bit more. I think he fingered me. I don't remember. And then I was like, I'm going to go back to my friends. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to my friends and it mm-hmm. was cool. Awesome. Um, That was cute. Yeah. I like. I really, oh, I squirt a lot, which is fun. I didn't realize until my last relationship um, because we were together for the longest period of time. Mm -hmm. So we got to really try out a lot of different things. And uh, yeah, and he was just like really, really good at women's bodies. And so he he realized that I could squirt and that he would just like do it all the time. How did he realize? Like he was just like Um, fingering one day and was like. uh, Yeah. (laughs) He was like, oh, (laughs) this is happening. And I'm like, oh, that happened. And now it's like much easier for people to do it to me if they want to or if I want to, whatever. Cool. Um, Yeah. And right before him, I had my first real girlfriend Mm. who I got my septum piercing with. That's awesome. Which is so funny. And um, I remember our sex was like so different. It felt so different to me. What felt different? Um, I felt like it was more, it was even more full body sex. It was like every part of me was like tingling. Mm -hmm. If I, rather than like an orgasm in my vagina, mainly it was like, in my ankles and yeah. my arms and everything. Like and I, all of you was turned on. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like we were like on the moon or something. Like Ugh. I remember just feeling like I was like up somewhere else. That's amazing. Yeah. And I felt like a little dizzy, like whenever we kissed and stuff. And it was so beautiful and incredible and wild. And I was Whoa. like, what is this? And um, it was her first girlfriend as well. And she realized that she was a lesbian with me. Uh Like she had never been with a guy before and she was too scared to be with girls. She came from the Czech Republic and it was just like a lot. But now she's out and like her family accepts her and it's really great. Yeah, she's so sweet. Um, And so we were exploring each other a lot and it was just like the sexiest thing in the world to me. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that was fun. It didn't last it lasted like a few months, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point in my life, my relationships usually lasted like two weeks. Okay. Um, and so that was that was a long time for me. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I broke up with her because I felt like she had to learn a lot more on her own. And I, I wanted to be more independent as well. Are you monogamous in relationships when you're in them? So I was. I recently realized. (laughs) I recently realized I'm not really a monogamous person. Yeah, I don't think. Um, And after her, I was in a relationship with that guy that ended up being a long, a longer, like a year. Mm -hmm. And um, we tried doing the open relationship thing because it ended up being long distance. And we were both like, we don't do long distance, but we just like couldn't stay away yeah, from each other. Yeah. And we were very, very, very in love. Um, the first time I was like truly, truly in love, I think. Mm. And so, yeah, we were like, let's just do open relationship. And it was amazing for both of us. Like once we got, once we communicated effectively and like kind of got over the first hump of it, of like societal guilt, yeah, you know, um, and got into the practice of it, then it was just like... It, 
I felt like it brought us even closer together yeah. because our trust was there yeah. and we loved each other so much that if someone else would have sex, it would be like, congratulations, yep. like good for you. I'm so happy that you're like giving your body what it needs, yeah. you know? And I think I still feel that way. Um, if I love someone, I like, I want them to just have everything that they can have and that yeah. they want. And if I, if I love them, then I trust them. And so I don't, you know, there's no jealousy. That's how I feel. I mean, mm -hmm. for and for myself, I will say I maybe have it easier than most people because I am not a jealous person. Like mm. it doesn't act. It's not that I am never jealous. It's that in general, I'm not jealous. Mm. So if my needs are being met, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it breaks down when people are like, we're open. I can do whatever I want. That's that's a different thing. But totally. it's like when you are when I'm receiving love and attention and care from my partner, then they can be with whoever they want to be, assuming mm -hmm. that they're telling me about it. Like I don't like getting lied to. I have I have my boundaries, but I agree. But it's like, yeah, it's delicious and delightful. And mm -hmm. then you never have to worry about getting cheated on. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the part yeah. that I'm just like I don't want to. I would rather just know what's going on with you and then remain close because mm -hmm. like every single day that you're with me. It's I know that you're really with me, not we've just settled into a rut. Yes. And there's, yeah, so much less pressure. Yeah. It's so much more like flowing and natural. Yeah. Um, it's great. I'm kind of dating kind of this person now. And the other day we had a call and she's like, what are we? Or they're like, sorry, they're non-binary this year too. And they're like, what are we? And I'm like, I don't know, but I really like what's happening. And, That's awesome. And they're like, me too. And I'm like, I don't think I'm monogamous as a person. And yeah. they're like, I don't think I am either. Oh my God, that's amazing. And we're both like, great. That's <laughs> this amazing. conversation is great. Um, and they're exploring their sexuality more too. And I'm like, you know, I would love for you to sleep with a ton of different women and experience that like that would make me really happy. It wouldn't awesome. make me like feel like you didn't care about me as much or anything like that, you know? Um, so that was good. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Let's see. What else have we, um, butt stuff. Oh, I love butt stuff. Tell me more. Love it. Uh, yeah, just, oof. I feel like like the clitoris and the vagina mm -hmm. and the anus, like all at once, there's uh -huh. just so many feels and they're yeah. all so different, but they're all so close together that you yep. feel like they're just like lifting each other up even more. And totally. I just love it. Like I love a, a finger up the ass. I love like someone licking it. Um, if I'm really in the mood, like someone could put their penis in my anus and mm -hmm. I'm like super down, but I have to be really in the mood yeah, or else yeah. it's the worst feeling in the world. You got to be ready. Crazy. It's crazy how that flip flops. It's I, for me, it's so mental. And it's like, what is my body doing today? It's yeah. mental and physical. Cause it, it is, yeah. it is about like, am I in the right space? All of it has to be kind of aligned. Mm -hmm. But I, but I'm also, uh, I do like butt stuff enough. Like at the point I'm, I am at the point where I get aroused by the idea enough that even if I start out feeling uncomfortable, I can, I know that I can I, like, get too. there. So mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm wanting it, then it I'm wanting it. It just takes time, mm -hmm. a little bit of time, mm -hmm. a little warm up session. <laughs> and I agree. Like if, if there's too much going on with my clitoris, it's, yeah. it's too much. I like everything going on. You know, I like yeah. being, um, being here and then there, like surprised. And yeah. And like not knowing what's happening sometimes in a good way. Totally. Like, that's I think that's one of the things that I love about group sex is like, there's just hands and bodies yes, and feelings and, yes. you're, and it's sort of this not, there's no way for me to be in my brain mm -hmm. when, when things are going well. 
<laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And for me, sex is a safe space from my brain. Nice. And I think that's why I love it so much because it's truly relaxing for mm. me. Truly. How did it get to be that way for you? I think through practice, mm-hmm. um, through me being very, very aware of my mind and having to separate uh, well, having to kind of delete the guilt part of it, first of all, and yeah. then having to connect my brain to my body in the way of we're going to enjoy this now and not yeah. think too hard about it because that's the only way that I'm going to enjoy it. And it was just, I had to just actively practice that like all the time for all those years. Um, and I think cause I practiced it so hard and I was so aware of it now, like sex is that for me. Um, because I had to make the extra effort, yeah. I think. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I think it's beautiful. And I'm very, very, very comfortable with it. And it makes other people comfortable around me, huge. which I That's love. huge. Yes. Yeah. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you are listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like bone or softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say... The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. How can you tell? How can I tell that they're comfortable? Um, Well, in daily conversation, it's like, I'll say it, and they'll be like taken aback a bit. And then they'll start to talk about their sex life. And then they'll usually say something like, I never talk about this. (laughs) That's actually how I got the idea to start this podcast. Because I would like (laughs) drop little things, like I would in sessions with headshot clients, I would like give little tidbits like, I'm dating this person. He's much older than I am. Well, Mm. actually he's married. Well, actually he's my master, like depending on their responses. And some, some of them would ask and I would give more and more information. And then as soon as I would like share vulnerable things that again, are not necessarily totally appropriate in like a professional setting, Mm. but because they continued to ask, like I wasn't just like pouring information on people, but it's like I would give appropriate tidbits. And when it would lead somewhere, then they would tell me 
all kinds of stories. And I was like, this is my favorite thing. Mm. Like, I love knowing that. So then totally. just like setting up a space where I'm like, yes, please. I'd like to get to know you through you telling me all of the things yeah. that you like. And it's such a, it's such a great way to get to know someone. <laughs> it it's is so such intimate. an amazing way. Uh-huh. Like that and like creating stuff with people. Those oh, are my two favorite. Yes. And which I said is a creative it thing. It is. And that's why I it love is. like just... Ah, oh, it's so good. Uh, That's why I love it too, because collaboration is literally, literally my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and that's what sex is. It's collaboration. It's improv. You yeah. know. Yeah. Mm. Lately, I've also been like around a lot of clowns and performance artists, mm-hmm. and I've had sex with quite a few clowns, mm-hmm. and it's the best sex I've okay. ever had. I'm so interested in studying clowning. Yeah. Like the specificity of movement and the level of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. But I am afraid of when they put on makeup. Like, and you I know, and to. I know not all clowns mm. do that, but in terms of like, I don't know, like, I feel like clown school, like, it probably depends. Like, Lecoq, I feel like they're, oh my God, it's Lecoq. Lecoq. That's so perfect. <laughs> How did I just, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't have anything more Maybe to say. Maybe that's why they're so good at, to sex. at Lecoq. Like- <laughs> Yeah. Can you, do you have any specific clown sex stories? Yes, I do. Um, (laughs) So a couple of years ago, I had my circus in LA when I was just visiting back from England. And I had this guy, uh, Zach, who like travels around being a clown Mm -hmm. and he was so funny. And then he invited us to our show, his show. So we went to his show, me and my friend, and like, she's into improv and theater and stuff. She's hilarious. Like, I think she's a clown too. And uh, he invited us back to his place afterwards to like hang out. So we did. And then we all put on little skits for each other oh and my did gosh. like little improv things for each other. And like slowly but surely, we just started taking off our clothes, like daring each other to like get naked kind of a thing. And then we were like clowning around and we started like kissing each other and like laughing at each other and kissing each other and laughing at each other and then like touching each other and laughing at each other. And then we like would make these like weird like characters oh and my like gosh. they went into the shower and had like some like shower our sex and we're just like you know so fun and amazing and it's like like that's a very specific type of role play yeah that was very really hot because there was zero pressure like no one was serious at all um and then except then when someone was super turned on it would suddenly switch Switch. to being serious and like that was even hotter because of the contrast yeah um and yeah like we all we all came and had a great time and uh, we ended up calling our there was like this huge poster of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and um, what did we call ourselves like oh Butch Cassidy and the Sundance porn we were like like we should definitely make like a clowning porn about this (laughs) Uh, and it was was lovely and like we went home at like 5am or something and yeah and me and the girl got breakfast the next day and saw Weird Al on the way there and you're like meant to be amazing and now she comes up and sings with me on stage a lot it's very cute oh my god you live an amazing life it's been sweet it's so sweet okay what other stories I feel like Um, you have okay recently I also had sex with another clown uh is it raining oh yay it's raining yay I was like what is that noise good Good. feed the earth 
Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. So he came over and he was like, can I dry out my tent? Cause I just went to this music festival clowning and I'm like, yeah. And so he dried out my tent in his backyard, my backyard. And then he's like, I need to make this like cardboard dragon for this other clown thing I'm doing next week. Yes. And I'm like, let's do crafts. And so I helped him make his dragon. Also strange thing. Um, the past month, like everything in my life has been surrounded by clowns and dragons and Chicago like everything. Like it'll show up on my newsfeed or it'll be like a poster or it'll be in a song or it'll be people I meet Whoa. or very odd. And I'm like, all right, like, let's just run with this. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe Do you it's have just a dragon song. The universe being like, ha ha ha. Um, do you have a clown song? Maybe you need to make I mean, a clown and dragon song. Maybe I do. Yeah. And even this morning, like this girl that I'm going on a date with texted me and auto corrected it to Chicago. And she was like, oh, that's not what I meant. I'm like, what is this? Maybe you're supposed to have an act with clowns and dragons in Chicago. I think probably. Or maybe there's a lot of theater in Chicago. Clowns and Chicago's on a dragon. Yeah. Any of the listeners, if you know something that incorporates all those things. Cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we were doing crafts and stuff. And then he got a phone call about his clowning gig. And of course, like he was very serious. And then he just started like, um, like touching me and stuff on the phone call, you know, and like he had me like go down on him on the phone. It was like fun and weird. And the thing is, we had sexted before. Well, we'd got together once before because I went to one of his clown things and then I hit on him and blah, blah, blah. And we just had sex for like 10 minutes, but I came like twice and it was like just the best thing ever. Like so That's quick. Amazing. Yeah. Is that normal for you? Yeah. Great. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we had gotten together again and we'd been sexting this like really kinky stuff. Like he was like, call me daddy. And like, ah, oh, like you like a uh, little whore, like masturbate thinking about me. Say thank you when you're done and stuff like that. And That's I was like, kinky. Yeah, and I was, like, super into it over text, Uh okay? Uh So then we were there, and I was, like, and we had talked about it and stuff. And um, I was, like, okay, this is going to be so hot, you know, because he's he's a real dom. Like, he does this a lot, and I'm going to be super submissive. Um, But it ended up being too much for me, Mm. and I didn't realize until afterwards. So in the moment, I was just like curious and like, let's do it. And I don't know, I've never done this before. And um, like he was like spitting on my face and like saying like derogatory things to me and um, and like choking, which I'm used to and I like and uh, like slapping my face, which I'm not used to, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then afterwards, he was like, OK, what kind of aftercare do you need? And I was like, I don't know. I've never done this before. Yeah. So he um was like cuddling me and like being like talking to me about it and um just like stroking me and being really sweet and gentle and then afterwards we were doing some more arts and crafts and like all these things just started coming up for me Mm -hmm. um and I got super emotional like to the point like I wanted to cry yeah and I was just expressing all these things and he was like um you know, telling me his stories, uh, like some people that he has sex with, they just like cry at his feet at the end. And it's like really therapeutic for them. Mm-hmm. And like they tell him what to do before and stuff like that. And um, and I was just all these things were coming up for me about um, letting people take advantage of me in life mm-hmm. and not having high enough boundaries. Yeah. Um, 
throughout my whole life, that's been like a thing for me. Yeah. And so that was, it was crazy to break that for me because, um, the past year I've been like really, really trying to tell people what I want and not let people walk over me. Mm -hmm. And I think letting someone, uh, be so derogatory to me in their words, um, but in a way that I knew that it was happening was kind of therapeutic because it was like, like it brought up all of those emotions and then just kind of like cut them all down in like a single sitting. And I just felt like I was like broken open, you know, like I was just wide open. And I think that type of thing could be really good and therapeutic um, for people that you feel super safe with. Um, But the thing is, I didn't actually know this guy that well. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, I was very emotional the next couple of days and he had to fly back to Chicago. (laughs) And uh, so we like texted about it afterwards and he was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I wish I was there, stuff like that. But I was thinking about it and I'm like, this would bring me so much closer to the person if I was like in a relationship with them um, or if we had this like really deep sense of understanding and like a relationship and stuff like that. But yeah, but because we didn't, I felt a bit, I think I did feel a bit abandoned Mm. um, and it was a really horrible feeling. That sounds like a giant drop. Yeah. Just a giant. Yeah. And that happened like two weeks ago. Okay. So very new. And, um, and it took me like a week to get over it. How are you feeling about it in this moment? I'm feeling good about it in this moment. And I also talked to, um, like my therapist about mm-hmm. it too. Cause sometimes I go to therapy, which is awesome. Everyone I go, go to therapy, therapy twice a week. It's yeah, my, you do. It's my like treat for myself. Yes. Like I want to incorporate more massages, but for me, it's real. I'm in analysis based therapy. So it's a lot of just like talk stuff. And I just, I call this out constantly because it helps me increase my awareness about literally everything. That's great. Like I meditate, I go to therapy, I do a lot of journaling, yeah. but it's like that's that in concert with, uh, my own sexual awakening has, has helped me just be more in touch with my body and my art and wow. my, myself. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's also, my therapist is like super intuitive and yeah. spiritual as well. And she's like, I'm just getting this thing from whatever that you needed to experience this to like learn from it, but mm-hmm. it's not something that's going to like hold you back or like, uh, like, harm you negatively yeah. impact you for like the rest of your life or something like that. You know what I mean? And, um, and I do, I feel like I've really learned something from it and that I'm still, cause I was kind of scared, honestly, that it would take me back a step from like my sexual awakening and my mm. love for sex and my love for exploration and trying everything new all the time. Yeah. You know, like it, it was like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Oh. Um, but no, but I do feel really good about that now. And I'm I'm super sensitive. And sometimes I forget that I'm super sensitive because I'm also extremely strong. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the new things, they do impact me in an extremely strong way. Even small things impact me in an mm-hmm. extremely strong way. But I've just, I'm just used to it. So I know what to do with it or I know how to, um, how to expect it, yep. you know. But something so new like this just like caught me blindsided, um, which is why I think it affected me so much. Yeah. And so it's cool. Like, and I felt 
And I also felt guilty for a bit about not um, not knowing exactly what I wanted and you going for it that. anyway. Yeah. Why? Um, I think because I'm so uh, I'm so in love with the fact that I do know what I want most of the time, mm. and not you know, yeah, not being like that kind of felt like I wasn't being myself. Um, but also, I had to remember like you know, I'm constantly learning and growing and that's, that's good. (laughs) Totally. Um, so I feel, I mean, I feel great about all of that now, but in the moment, those were my, those are my immediate reactions and feelings. And I didn't want to like talk to anyone about it because I felt like I should have known better. Why did you feel that way? Um, I think because so many of my friends are sex positive, um, that, I don't know. They, I felt like they might have judged me as like doing it wrong or something. Mm. And I didn't want that judgment when I was so sensitive. Totally. Um, but of course they didn't, you know, because yeah. <laughs> they're great people. Yeah. Um, but you, you think a million things that aren't sensical when you're, when you're feeling when like you're that. in the thick of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I also just think it's so interesting because I dove into things with my master when I met him Mm. and our relationship was very kinky at the beginning and I still see him, but it's less frequently. And now because we are two years in and things got real intense last year, both emotionally, but also just like sexually, we were like taking things to new heights, but then the connection became more important. And now it's like, if that's not in place, I can't do any of the things. Whereas I kind of miss the old days where we were both just like coexisting mm. sexually. With, like we had such a strong sexual connection and then everything like formed around it. And then I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to hate that I said that. <laughs> uh, when was your first like BDSM-esque experience? It was April of 2017. So okay. I like had a I had been traveling in South America feeling very disconnected from my body, from partners, from the the world. Like I was in a space of, I had kind of cracked open in a way where I was like, oh, I'm not living a life that I enjoy. Mm. And I am totally capable of changing that. Mm -hmm. But it's when you realize that, it feels like you can't change it. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to have to do. But instead I just uh, shaved my head and like left for a while because I didn't know how to function in the world. Uh And so it was a couple months after I'd been, I'd gotten back and I had been gone for a little over five months and I was having sex with some of my, my go-tos, my friends, my partners, and I was feeling very disconnected. And I just was like, I've always wanted to be tied up. I'll try that. So I did. And it was, it was great for me. And I also was like very confused about all of it. I was mm. just like, why do I like this? Mm. What is this? Cause I didn't know anyone who was kinky mm. and I had a person and it sounds like you're the dom that you were with was also very ethical and was very totally. kind of yeah. guiding you through, but yeah. I, I had no idea what I was doing, but it was super duper enjoyable to me. Awesome. Yeah. And I still, I do think I'm still, I mean, I've been questioning my kinkiness lately just because I haven't been It is so funny, actually. I guess I'll just say this out loud. The last, I don't know, since February, the last few months, I've been really in and out of my sexual self. Mm. Like my desire for sex has been just like wildly fluctuating. And part of that has to do with the fact that I've been like in this relationship and out of this relationship. And it's so just weird to experience that 
after two years of just feeling turned on. And then oh, like, yeah. also I have a sex podcast and so I'm talking about sex with people all the time and I do love it. And then I'm sometimes I'm just like, what's my actual body want? So mm. uh, I guess I'm just sharing that as, as a contrasting experience because mm-hmm. it's like now I'm sort of in this place of like, would I want that with a lifelong partner? Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, maybe, mm-hmm. I think so. I want all the partners. I don't know. I'll just stay inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Transition is hard. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it sounds like you're very in touch with yourself as it's happening and like you're able to weather the storm even when it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. I uh, For sure. I like being that type of person. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I push myself too far (laughs) and Mm. then I have to relax Mm -hmm. and take a breath. Um, But also now that I've had that experience, I'm just really curious to see, to know about people who like love that stuff and why they love it and why it works for them. Mm. You know, total brain escape for me when before all the relationship stuff got in the way. Mm. Like I was just fully in touch with my body and was just. Do you like the, the derogatory stuff too? So when I'm. When we are, okay, so yes, when everything is good, I go into subspace, which is the like mental state of it's kind of euphoric, very suggestible. Like I want to please my master. I want to do anything that he wants me to do. It Uh makes me so turned on. It makes me so happy. Okay. When we started fighting, when things got tough between us, when I wasn't able to have access to him, when I was used to having access to him, Mm. you know, it's a fucked up relationship. It's a, it's a very specific boundaried, but not boundaried relationship. Mm. I don't there's some problems with it. It's problematic in certain ways. And that has, that has started to seep in. Mm. And can I say this? I don't, I have to figure this you can out. Cut it out. I can get it out. So lately, so it's been about six months since we've had a proper formal session and I miss that. And I'm not sure that we're in a place where that would be good for me because we, like our formal sessions would begin with me bending over the pole, like up against the pole, ass out for an inspection. And he used to give me body stockings to wear. Like I had to wear a certain thing and the house would be set up and this and, and I'd have my cage set up or whatever. I'd get the certain instructions. And they're, the thing that I like the most about all of the kink that I've experienced is the entire like storytelling process oh, okay. of it. Yeah. Like it's long and drawn out and there's okay. lots of touches and there's contrast and it's like up and down uh-huh. emotionally and it lets me just completely let go. I don't have to worry about, am I doing the right thing ever? Because I'm going to get orders Mm. and it becomes so delightful to me to just fulfill orders. I love, but I always have been a very service oriented person. Like I come from a military family that believes in public service. Mm. Like when I was a bartender, I was like, can I get, do you need a water? Do you need anything? Are you hydrated? Uh, Can I help you? Like, Like I like really want to make sure that people are comfortable. So I do think I am I think I really am a submissive because I, especially in the bedroom, I'm just like, just let me do, like, I will get the most turned on if I am pleasing a person. Mm. And I love the pain as a contrast. If I were only getting pain, I wouldn't like it. Like I'm not a total masochist, but I love being, I love being spit on because my master wants to spit on me. I love, Mm. um, I love being slapped in the face because it makes me giggle. Like I find it very delightful. Mm. And when he says really dirty, derogatory, filthy things to me, they feel like love poems. Like when, when I am in subspace, when I'm at that place, like getting called a whore and a slut and a filthy cunt and like killed like dirty talk, all of the things about like getting gang banged, which is one of my fantasies and all of these things that 
in any other context, I would destroy someone if they said any of that without permission or just on the street. Like I do like aggressively yell at people or like I chase after people if they make me mad. Like I don't, it's a, I don't know. But in the context of our relationship during a session, all of that makes me feel cherished and treasured. Like I'm like a special little slave. Why? Why, why do you think that is? That uh, it feels like love poems? I think it's, I'm fulfilling this role, mm -hmm. like a literal role play role, but also it's like, there's so much in my life that I'm holding on a day-to-day -day basis. Like I am just keeping track of so many things mm. between clients and my own art projects mm -hmm. and all of the, like all of the different streams of income and just like trying to keep track of things and also trying to grow as a person. When I get to like focus down and I'm in this section of section and I'm in this period of time, you know, that's usually several hours long and I get just to fully focus on that one thing and then I do a good job, mm. it feels so good. Mm. It feels so good to make that person feel good. And mm. then like my body also just is literally turned on. Like I'm like responding with orgasms and I get, I, I've had just crazy intense orgasms like never before. Mm. I don't know if I have a more specific why answer than that though. Yeah. Like I'm still, I'm still asking myself these questions too, because yeah. I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck? But like last week when we got into a little, like he said something that I was just like, I don't feel supported. Blah, blah, blah. And then my body, and I was also on my period, but my body just was like, no, I'm not getting touched today. I don't mm. want, I was like just turned off. And mm. that made me feel sad and scared and all of those things. And like, what am I doing? Like, what is this relationship? What are all the things? Mm -hmm. How could I possibly be with a new partner? Ah, and then uh, the fear comes up. Yeah. But like when I am serving as a slave, I'm not afraid of anything mm. because I know I'm safe. I know I have my safe words. Mm -hmm. I like to test myself to see how far I can go. Mm -hmm. I, it is weird because the, the words just bounce off of me. Like they don't, when he calls me a slut or I don't know, what's like the worst thing that someone could say? I don't know. When he says it, I'm just like, thank you, master. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it feels real. Like it just feels like, you know, and before I got to know him, before we were like into our thing mm -hmm. and he was like messaging me on, you know, online and he was saying, good girl. I was like, I'm not your fucking good girl. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know me. Mm -hmm. But because we have this established relationship and have established like the bounds within which we can play, mm -hmm. it's delightful. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's so it. It's like that established relationship which you could play inside yeah. and we established it quickly I think like right. I, I do think there was an element of me being so ready for it mm. that I don't and and he was so excited and certain like mm -hmm. he loves being a dom mm. and so I think we just got off to a good start totally totally <laughs> yeah and I think a huge that's awesome like thank you for sharing yeah. I'm excited to I'm excited to know more about everyone's everything all the time, Same. Same. <laughs> which is why you have this podcast yeah. <laughs> partly, but yeah, I think it took, ugh, I don't like saying that I don't like something because I like pride myself on kind of naturally liking everything and everyone. Well, I think it's important to recognize that we go through phases. I think so too. And I'm, I'm nervous lately because I'm like, oh my God, am I not kinky? Am mm. I, I was building a little identity around this. Maybe I'm not, I don't <laughs> know. But I've started to become much more gentle with myself and just adding the phrase right now at the end of every totally, thought. Because totally. Because it's like, I don't have to like everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, 
it's not possible for me to do all the things I like all the time. So why would I stress about it? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. What are some of the things that you, that made you say that? Like, what are you thinking of when you're. Oh, cause I, after that, I was like, I don't think that I like that type of, um, BDSM. Okay. But here's a question. Would you feel the same way if you're like, oh, I don't like someone pooping in my mouth? What do you mean? That's a thing. That's a sexual thing that turns oh, some yeah, people yeah. on. But what but do you like, mean? Would, do you feel, do you feel like guilty that you don't like that? Um, a little bit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's crazy. Um, it's because, uh, I think I stretch myself so far mm. and into, cause I want to accept everyone because I want to understand everyone uh-huh. because I want to be able to help the world. <laughs> understanding yeah. and being peaceful but it's like at what cost to me right yeah and so that's the health thing that I've been working mm-hmm. on like my whole life mm-hmm. and so I am okay with the fact that I don't like derogatory stuff in yeah. BDSM and um that I've like come to that right now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but at first it was definitely like no why don't I like this like there yeah. must be something wrong with me which is funny because I feel like a lot of people feel the opposite like why do I like this oh my gosh yeah when I <laughs> when I first started telling friends they were like you like what? Uh-huh. what but it's the whole thing is it's all okay yeah. if it's okay with you and yeah. like yeah honest to you um <laughs> so that's good Are there any turn-ons or like fantasies that you want to explore, like things that you haven't explored yet or I didn't. I just want to sleep with more women, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I've only, I mean, to me only slept with like five or six Mm -hmm. um, compared to like the 30 or 40 guys. Same. And I'm like, man, I just want to explore like the female body more though. I feel like there's so many like little crooks and crevices and things. True. Yeah. Um, So I've been more focused on women. um, How are you meeting people? In LA. Uh, through the scene, there's like quite a few lesbian scenes in LA and I just like really hang out around those scenes and those people. And like, how do you know where they are? Do you Google them or do you just know? <laughs> like, cause I, know, I mean, it's been I gradual meet, for sure. <laughs> I meet people that always just like know these things, but I'm like, but I don't know. Um, well I run my show, I run my circus. Yeah. And so I tend to meet a lot of performers who invite me to shows or I meet other promoters who invite me to shows. And then I was like actively looking for it. I was like, I want to sleep with more women. And then like, I would meet one person that would be like, oh, you should come to this night. And then at that night I met like five more people that were like, come to this night. And then I met like 10 more people, blah, blah, blah. And now I've just gained all these friends in this scene. And I feel really connected to them because we're like very strong people. And like, they understand the aspect of being non-binary and they understand the idea of when I was a kid, I was into women and I didn't know why, you know, (laughs) things like that. Um, There's just a different, a different depth, I think, from not fitting in when you're a kid, whatever that may be. And I tend to be drawn to people like that. Um, uh, Yeah. So I love, I love my friends and I love that this year I've been into that, in that scene and through the drag king world as well. A Mm. lot of drag kings are queer and um gender benders and uh so yeah I really felt like I found my family through that which was beautiful because the first year I came back to LA after England I felt like I couldn't find my family you know and I couldn't find my community and I was all alone and it was hard that's a jarring feeling yeah like so for me it was so disconnected and I'm like disconnected is the right word yeah 
especially if you're trying to have a career. Like I was trying to be a rock star, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like, I would think someone was my friend, but really it was just like a music business thing yeah. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so now I'm really good at deciphering who's who in terms of friend versus acquaintance versus music friend totally. versus <laughs> cabaret friend. I feel that. Um, I feel that. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool. I'm really grateful awesome. to be there. Um, and I'm going on a date tomorrow, a blind date with a girl on a TV show called No Filter. And they're like, what? Yeah, they're oh. on E! In- Entertainment. <gasps> Will you please let me know how it goes? Uh-huh. And they they love my whole circus thing, right? And so they are setting up a date tomorrow for us. And we're going tightrope walking. And we have like a tightrope walk where? instructor in a circus tent. Is it in Santa Monica? Where's I don't know where it is. Oh, I don't remember. So cool. But they're, yeah, they're like setting up the whole date. Oh, like, my God. Picking me up and dropping me off. And like, how fun. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. I hope they actually picked good people, though. Like, I Me hope- too. Because like when I was, I produced, I, before I went to South America, before I shaved my head and went to South America, I was producing online reality TV that was like no, a shitty weren't. dating show. No, it was like weren't. a very shitty low budget. Yes, I was. <sighs> and the way that we ended up picking people was just stupid. So uh, well, I hope they've yours is inter- better. They've interviewed me like five, oh, like good. 15 times. That's yeah. Okay, that's very promising. And they, Hopefully they that's came good. to my house and yeah. they filmed me for like four hours doing like Great. all my music all your stuff. And blah 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 yeah. blah. My drag king stuff. La di da. Nice. And talking La-di-da. about my sexuality. Love. And, um, what is non-binary to the rest of the United States? <laughs> you know? You're probably gonna help someone in Middle America understand it, dude. I'm so excited. I hope that's so. all I want to do. Hope so. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah. And recently, I released a song called "Under the Impression of Depression," mm. and it's like a really happy song about depression and anxiety Great. and that's kind of showcased on it so I hope that helps someone like with their mental health you know see that yeah. it's okay to talk about it and uh yeah I'm excited amazing yeah okay I have a final question for you but is there anything else first that wants to be said um yeah I think when I talk to people about sex they automatically think I'm really kinky mm. because I'm so open about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, you don't have to be uh, both. <laughs> I love that you said that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I know a lot of people who do burlesque in yeah. these things. And, um, and it's like if they, you know, a lot of people, they just don't have sex that often, even if they express their sexuality all the time. Yep. And it's a funny stigma. And on the other side of it, there's lots of quite shy people that end up being extremely kinky and out there. I was just going to say, <laughs> the word open has a broad definition. Oh, yeah. You know, so for example, I am open to many things being done to me. I happen to be a person that is also open to open relationships and open to mm-hmm. many experiences. But and I open know, to talking about And it. open to talking about yeah. But I know many people that are very kinky, are open to many certain kinds of experiences, are not open to sharing or talking about it or multiple partners. You know, so Completely. it's... Completely. So I, I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. that's important. Yeah. And I think it's also important for... For them to not feel pressurized by me because I have so much, I guess, experience or I'm so in touch with myself. I always like aim to tell them that it's not, um, it's not about, mm, it's not about me knowing what I like per se. It's about us, like yeah. our relationship. Yeah figuring out each other what and how we, we vibe, what yeah. we create. It's not about like, oh, I'm so experienced. Like yes. <laughs> I expect you to do this, you know? Yeah. 
Go. It's like, perform now. Yeah, perform. Oh, yeah. It's like, let's have a conversation with our bodies. And I just love earlier that you highlighted the the delight of silliness because that's something that's so important to me. I I think being able to be silly and playful is the sexiest thing. Uh, And then, like you said, those, those like really intense sexy moments they drop in but they come on their own Mm. and so it's not like this I used to feel this pressure to like be sexy and like feel in the moment and I think it's because of all the bad tv I watched growing up because it's like you see that and it's so inauthentic and so then you think like oh that's just what it is but Mm. that's what I yeah so I just want to yeah highlight that and I started stripping too Mm. like with drag love and it's so silly when I do it and um, I've been around burlesque for years and like my favorite burlesque is the burlesque that's making fun of sex love that yeah and it also turns me on the most totally because there's no expectations and they're being honest you know it's funny that you say that. So I've been wiggling every day, like live stream wiggling for a yeah, couple of have. minutes. And it it is so silly, but it puts me in my body. And like, I just, it's so silly looking, but I like am aroused by myself wiggling, but like not mm. in an explicit kind of way, but like also kind of, but like yesterday I was like, I've been making up songs while I wiggle a little bit too. And so yesterday I like didn't feel like wiggling because I was so tired, but I, ended up wiggling like I basically was reverse stripping because I needed to walk out of the door and like go to therapy but I was like I wiggled into my pants like I wiggled into my clothes <laughs> oh that's so fun and it was so funny and I just like put me in a good mood so yeah I that could that. be an act in it could be an act. yeah totally for sure <laughs> I okay love it. my last question for you mm. if you could go back in time and give younger you a sage piece of wisdom in the realm of sex what advice would you give yourself and what age would you pick? Um, I don't think I'd tell myself anything specific because I needed to learn everything that I needed to learn. But I'd probably just say, it's going to be okay. Love. Love. <laughs> just trust, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck where, yeah. Where can people find you again? Ooh, Chanel and the Circus. C-H-A-N-E-L, like the perfume. Um, people are always like, Chanel number five. And I'm like, Chanel number one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like in addition to the circus, like the thing you want to run away with when you're a kid. Great. <laughs> yes. Love. On Instagram or could they just Instagram, you? Spotify, Facebook, perfect. Apple Music, YouTube. Perfect. All that perfect, jazz. Perfect. Oh, when will this be out? I'll make it come out before your show. I could make this this week's episode. I okay. haven't edited it yet. Sure. If anyone wants to come express themselves and their sexuality in my music video, Monday, May 27th, you're very welcome to come to Underground Studios in Burbank at 4 p.m. and make out with yourself or whoever you want to make out with. Oh my God, I love on that. On camera in slow motion with at flashing lights. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes. It'll be on my Instagram too. Excellent. All right, guys. <laughs> Guys, people. Humans. 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 All right. All right, you humans. (laughs) Now you know where to go to make out and get it captured. Mm. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcasts, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. 
sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wildly, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wildly.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. 